Hello and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Digital Diva. Just like last episode, this episode was also previously recorded, but I still wanted to share with you just in case it can help you in some way. And just as a reminder, these first couple of episodes of this series is going to be audio only, but I do really want to transition into a video format. Fingers crossed, hopefully by the end of the year. So now that we have all our updates out of the way, let's jump into this episode. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about shiny object syndrome. And if you don't know what that term means, it basically it is when you see something brand new, whether it's brand new to the market or brand new to you, and your eyes just get really, really big and you feel like you absolutely positively must have this new thing in your life. And you go out and you buy it and then you realize you probably wasted your money on something that you really don't need or use. So that is shiny object syndrome. And if you have that or experiencing that while building your business, whether it's part time or full time, it can really hurt you. So today I want to give you um, my experience of shiny object syndrome and what I've done to curb that. So my first example of this is um, me first time getting into email marketing because, you know, they said you got to build your list, got to build your list. You need your email marketing tool and you got to build your list. So I kept seeing all these really cool forms out there. At the time, I think I was trying to learn how to use MailChimp. And this is years ago, mind you. They forms were plain and ugly and I did not like them. But I would go onto other people's sites and blogs and see these really cool sign-up forms, either in a sidebar or at their blog post. And I wanted one just like that. So I remember working with one of my um, clients and she had me do a um, cover for her ebook that she was giving away for free. That was her opt-in offer. And she sent me over the embed code from her email marketing tool. For me to um, place it on her website. And typically when you do that, there's probably like some line in the code that would tell you what the service is. So that's how I learned about the service called AWeber. And I was like, oh my God, this is the place that has all the cool sign-up forms. I have to have this tool. So I signed up for AWeber. Aweber, mind you, there is no free plan. There was no free plan then, and I highly doubt there's a free plan now. Um, so I actually had to pay for my trial, and I think it was a dollar for either maybe 15 days um, of the trial, and then after that, you pay um, money. And the plan that I was on, it was probably about 19 or $20. So I was paying that um, every single month. Just so I can have this fancy looking, pretty looking, cool looking opt-in form on my website. Mind you, I had absolutely not one single soul on my list. So I was paying roughly $20 a month for a particular service that I had no use for because I wasn't getting people to sign up for my email marketing list. And at that time, I wasn't even offering anything other than my blog post. But still, there was no one on my list and I was shelling out $20. That $20 could have went to something else. 
um, personal or business-wise. So that is shiny object syndrome. Me wanting to be like the cool kids, spending money that I did not need it, need to spend at that time. So when I did come to my senses, I canceled the subscription and just went back to MailChimp. I still didn't like it, so after a while, I left MailChimp and went over to Mad Mimi. And they forums were a little bit better, so I stick with Mad Mimi. And I'm going to come back to Mad Mimi in another example. But my next example is um, my computer. When I was in school, going to classes, learning how to use like the programs I was using, we were always on Mac computers. Rarely did they have us sit in front of a PC. We might have had a PC in our English class, but if I remember correctly, pretty much all of my, my computer classes were in a Mac lab. When we did Photoshop, Illustrator, Flash, Dreamweaver, we was always in a Mac, um, a Mac computer lab class. So that meant I needed to get a Mac laptop because I just had to have it because Apple's is the best and the programs work the best, the graphics is the best, and you know, all that. So I tried to get the laptop. And I think at the time, Apple was partnering with a company that would give you a loan. Um, and I wasn't able to get the full loan to cover the entire cost of the laptop. So I couldn't get it then. But that didn't discourage me. Eventually, I was able to get the laptop. And it cost me over $1,000. You can probably say that was you know, shiny object syndrome again. And the reason being is that I didn't necessarily needed a Mac. I believe the programs that we were using in school were available for PC. And I could have had, which I did have, a custom PC built in order to be able to run the programs at the speed they needed to be run. Um, I just needed to be able to have like Photoshop and Illustrator open at the same time so I can do work in both. Um, but in my head, I don't know how I got it in my head, but in my head, I needed a Mac, and I eventually got that Mac. Now, I can also say that I could think about this as an investment because I used that particular Mac for seven years. It still kind of works. I still have it. I just can't um, access the internet on it, um, and I can't update it because it was the version. Actually, I have a... Apple iBook G4. It was the version that came out right before they switched over to the Intel chip. So I could not update it in order to use the newer operating system um, so I can be able to see the internet um, the way it's supposed to be. Because right now it would kind of look like I'm using Internet Explorer and I am not. So I can think about that as an investment piece because I did use it well over its expiration date and it's still usable it just i play my music on it. i can't really work on it and um another example is this design software shortly after i got that laptop um when i was working at true tv not my boss but the person underneath my boss the manager um encouraged me to pay for the design software so i can be able to practice what i was learning at work 
um, outside the office. And that exactly, that exactly, oh, sorry, that is exactly what I did. So after researching and figuring out a budget plan for all the software, because I have a Mac computer, I need the Mac version of the programs. I ended up buying three discs because back then um, the software was on disc. So in school, there was two major companies for design software that was the industry standard. That was Macromedia and Adobe. Eventually, Adobe brought out Macromedia and brought all the um, software from them under their umbrella. So I ended up with a copy of Adobe Flash because I still needed it. Um, even though around that time, Flash was like more for animation and stuff. I bought um, Dreamweaver because that's how I was writing my code for my websites before I jumped to WordPress. And then I bought another suite and that suite allowed me to have Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, and Acrobat, which is their PDF reader. And all of that software cost me over $2,000. That is crazy. You can say it's, you didn't need it. You could have bought a PC and got the PC version of the software instead of the Mac version. But in my mind, I needed a Mac and therefore I needed the Mac version of the software because that's the computer I had to work on. So it was over $2,000, but it was well worth the investment because I will say again, um, I use it till I couldn't use it anymore, which was actually probably maybe two to two and a half years ago, I upgraded. And the only reason why I upgraded is because eventually I did get a newer laptop and the program's would sometimes work on my laptop, sometimes it would freeze, sometimes it would shut down on me and it would shut down my computer. So, and it was the programs because my computer wouldn't do that. It wasn't doing that before I installed the software. So, and it hasn't really done that at all since I've removed the software or don't open it rather. But I couldn't easily upgrade from CS3 to the newer version because a lot of the versions in between didn't exist so I had to get the new subscription base and I ended up paying the first time around I think it was like 30 something dollars per month and I realized that some of these programs I'm not even opening up and all I really need is Photoshop I wasn't really open up I didn't open up Dreamweaver anymore so I didn't need to purchase that part of the new software same with Flash, but Photoshop, Illustrator, and Design is what I wanted access to. But I really wasn't using any of those other than Photoshop. So eventually I let that subscription expire and then started back with just doing Photoshop, even though I miss InDesign. Um, but I've been learning Apple Pages, which comes with the computer, my MacBook. Um, and it does something similar to InDesign, although InDesign is the it's probably the top when it comes to creating um, documents and print documents. Um, and plus all the Adobe software works well together. So I wouldn't necessarily call that shiny object sy syndrome because it's an investment. 
in my skills and in my business because I'm using it. Uh, and I know how to use the programs. I don't know how to use a lot of the newer things that are on the market because we didn't have things like Canva back then. So I would have had to get the software. So it's an investment. And speaking of investment, another thing that I did in my business was I eventually upgraded and started paying for Mad Mimi because there was a feature that I wanted. And I think it was the autoresponder. So if someone signs up, they automatically would get a message. Eventually, GoDaddy came in and bought Mad Mimi. And at some point, they changed their pricing structure and eventually allowed the autoresponder um, in the free version of the plan. So eventually, I was able to downgrade and save some money there. Another big investment I made was, as you know, I am a WordPress user and fan. Um, there is a company called Studio Press, and they created um, a framework called Genesis. And I fell in love with Genesis after working with one of their things for one of my clients. And it was so easy for me to customize and get the website up that I just had to make the investment. So one time they had like a sale going on where you can purchase um, a membership one-time fee and get access to all of the past, current, and future things that they were going to put out um, under this membership plan. And that has been hands down one of the best investments I made in, in my business. It was like two to maybe, I don't know, no more than $500 um, of an investment, but it was well worth it because I had access to tons of themes that I can um, use for my clients and myself. And then they even added some new stuff on in the past couple of years where you get access to third-party developers. Some of them sell their themes through StudioPress and you can get access to some of those themes as well. You just have to go to um, the owner's website to get support. They won't support, provide support for that. So over the years in my business, I've dealt with shiny object syndrome and things that I had to take a hard look at and see whether or not it was worth the investment and actually make the investment. So my recommendation to you, if you're first starting out, is to do as much research as you possibly can into the tools that you want to use, see what you have already on hand, and see if you can use that. If not, check out the tool that you want to use and see if they have a trial. Um, and try to use that trial to the best of your ability, especially if it's a free trial. If it's a paid trial, I would say avoid it at all costs because there's a lot of other tools out there that will probably allow you to test things out for free. Um, so you can do that and then only make the investment when you know that you can make your money back. I've made my money back on my laptop. I've made my money back on my design software and I definitely made money back on getting the membership to StudioPress um, things. So make sure you know um, the investment, what it's worth, and whether or not you can actually um, found, find value in it and make your money back.
So that is all that I have for you for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and um, I'll see you back here for episode number four. Wait a minute. I had to come back on here and give you guys a 2022 update because this episode was never originally edited. So after sitting down and editing it, which didn't take too long, um, and listening back to it, I was like, so much has happened since I recorded this episode. I noticed that a lot of what I've said is, oh, this is an investment rather than shiny object syndrome. It took me a very long time to get to that point where I looked at things as an investment, but it really did start off as shiny object syndrome. When I first looked into getting my Apple laptop, I didn't get approved for the entire cost of the loan, just a little bit of the loan, and I never did move forward with that. But like I said, I did end up getting that laptop. I paid for it myself in full on a credit card. Same thing with the design software. Paid in full on a credit card. Now, yes, it was an investment in my skills, but I did go into debt purchasing those items. And then let's talk about the different tools that I've used from Aweber to MadMeMe and some others. Yeah, I may have started on a trial. Maybe it was a free trial or I had to pay. And I eventually upgraded and started paying for certain services. In the case of MadMeMe, I was able to downgrade at some point. But there was a lot of services that I paid money for. That wasn't an investment. It was a waste of money because I wasn't at the stage where I could benefit from using that particular tool. I just wanted to use it because everyone else was using it. Matter of fact, I have also purchased a plugin that is no longer available. And that is my issue with all these tools. When they do not give you a free trial that's long enough, when they give you these trials that are like five or seven days i don't think that's long enough for you to actually learn the program and figure out whether or not you actually need this tool i prefer 15 to 30 days you know at minimum and my issue with buying certain things is technology changes and eventually that thing may not be around anymore it may become obsolete and speaking of that the membership to studio press where i purchased lifetime access to what they was currently offering plus getting access to any future things um as they say now is not giving what it's supposed to give that company was purchased by another company an actual um, web hosting company and they made so many changes to the point where it's not really viable anymore so I'm stuck not really stuck but I eventually have to start purchasing my themes 
individually. Well, go back to purchasing things individually from different companies if I continue on with the WordPress platform. I'm still going to, you know, keep logging in and stay up to date. But like I said, it's not giving what it's supposed to give. So years ago, five, ten plus years ago, it was a great investment. I was able to get my money's worth. But now it has changed. Granted, because the technology changed and they try to keep up with that. Um, but it's not worth it anymore. So I don't even think I recommend anyone getting this particular membership for WordPress things because you're only going to get a handful of themes now. You get access to some plugins, but only if you purchase through that new um, parent company. So yeah, I had to come back and give you a 2022 update because I didn't want you thinking that it's okay to just spend money calling an investment. You do have to do your homework and make sure that you're getting your money's worth and you're actually going to use what you're purchasing. So that is my final word. If you are enjoying the Confessions of a Digital Diva series, please let me know by either rating or commenting wherever you're listening to this episode. Till next time, take care. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Hustle and Sense podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If this is your first time tuning in, I encourage you to subscribe to the show so you can hear all other new discoveries in the upcoming episodes. Remember our motto, if it doesn't make you money, then it doesn't make sense. Until next time, I'm Anastasia. Take care.